Yeah, 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 boy. I got my energy back, nigga. I've been lacking the last couple of weeks. It's your man, Raw Skinny, a.k.a. Frankie fucking Grimes. And it's your boy, Fly Fonzarelli, a.k.a. Fly Fieri. The MDMA Lifestyle Wave and FCLG First Class Lifestyle Motherfucking Group proudly bring to you the longest-running weekly episodic podcast in Baltimore, Maryland. With two hosts that record in the basement on Friday afternoons where we drink Coronas or Sam Adams. Or um, Bel Air. Or Bel Air. Yeah, we ain't had a Bel Air in a minute. We to, I don't think we had no Bel Air for the 2021, huh? We did. We'll have to make it happen next all right, year. All right, all right, all um, right. And do all that wild shit. No more lists. Fact Check Podcast, episode 45. Fonzie, give it to me. All right, so we got 45. was once worn by... Uh, A.C. Green. Ooh, the legend. Yeah. The legend. It was worn by Sean Bradley at one point. Oh, Space Jam. Uh, yeah, you got uh, Michael Jordan. Of course. Um, Henry Bibby, the OG. Um, gang, gang. <laughs> yo, yo, it's a lot. Jeff Cook, Jack Cooley, uh, Sekou, Dambuya. Hope I hope I ain't fucked that up. Dante Hall. Um, Romeo Langford, mm. Donovan Mitchell, mm. can't forget Bo Outlaw, my motherfucking man. I don't mm. know that Bo name Outlaw just sounds. That that, that's just a name that just oh that nigga Bo Outlaw. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with him. Purvis Short, Thomas Welsh. Mm. I don't know who most of these niggas is. It was just a lot. Rick Smith. Rick Smith. I knew, Rick. I knew. I knew. Can't I knew forget he had Rick. Hold up. And another. Duncan can't forget Dutchman. him. Rudy Tom Jonovich. Can't forget. Can't forget Rudy, man. I'm, yeah, just, man. I'm out the way, hey, man. One of the legend coaches out here. You feel me? Shout and out they, to Cliff Robinson on the Nets. Oh yeah, yeah. Big, big Cliff. The Jersey Nets at that. Mm-hmm. The real Nets. Them. Shout out my nigga Gerald Wallace. Jeff Petrie. Yeah, man. Trail Blazers. And last but certainly not least, Tyler, motherfucking Zeller. And Mickey uh, Moore. Remember Mickey Moore, man? And last but last, not least, least. What was his name? Mickey Mickey fucking Moore. Mickey Moore. Bitch. Hey. Only niggas with a podcast, playing real music, not getting no flags. Let me rephrase that. We getting big flags, <laughs> but no copyright claims, nigga. You can demonetize this shit all you want, Lior. You want to know why? Because we ain't trying to make money off this shit yet, nigga. We only got 30 subscribers. Shout out to our fucking subscribers. We went from zero to 30 in a fucking month, nigga. I don't know if this is new news or not, but shout out this nigga Dave Chappelle. Chappelle show back on Netflix and Viacom broke him off millions. Did it say how many billions? Let's see. This is from TMZ an hour ago, baby. Comedy Central paid me millions. He ain't say. He did not say. But you see, that's that's where it comes in the band. Ownership. Content. They talked about it, but you got to say, it comes down to what Dave, Netflix saw the value in Dave. So they said, yo, until if you don't want this shit up here because they ain't paying you for this being here, we're going to pull it off. Mm-hmm. And Viacom saw the value 
and the show and the Chappelle show mm-hmm. and Dave and saw that Netflix was fucking with Dave and they was like, well, shit, we want this shit on there because we going to get a bag from it. We got to give him a piece of that bag. Yo, I just seen it this morning. So. Fuck, yo. I just seen it this morning, yo. Shout out to all of them, man, for making sure that was worked out. Shout out to Dave, man. Shout out to fucking Dave. I'm trying to find this shit. I'm sorry, Dave. You know what? It's in my stories. Dave was one of the first niggas, man. Like, as far as in that com- that comedic space, I can't say that, but in our generation. This guy put a special out. I called it Unforgiven. I told people what my beef was with Comedy Central. I never talked about it. I demanded that the network. Fact check podcast episode forty five, baby. Bitch, yo, fuck this phone, yo. Hold on, let me see. See your story. It's on Royce page, yo. IG. Mhm. Nickel. Yo, today is February twelfth, two thousand twenty one. If you don't know what the fuck that means, go to your fucking Hulu, your HBO Max. And look up Judas and the Black Messiah, man. You need to go watch this fucking movie ASAP Rocky. It's Black History Month. Fred Hampton's story. You feel mm-hmm. me? Go ahead and spin that shit, Fonzie. My beef was with Comedy Central. I never talked about it. I demanded that the network pays. Many of my peers laughed at me. Because that's a ridiculous thing to demand. They said, well, you signed the contract, so what are you even mad about? Here's the thing. I'm very good at minding my own business. And the trick to minding your own business is knowing what is your business. Hey. And these people that talk about me, these cowards that rejoice, well, they don't understand what greatness looks like. Mm. That was a bar. I never asked Comedy Central for anything. If you remember... I said, I'm going to my real boss, and I came to you, because I know where my power lies. I asked you to stop watching the show, and thank God Almighty for you, you did. You made that show worthless, because without your eyes, it's nothing. And when you stopped watching it, they called me, and I got my name back, and I got my license back, and I got... My show back, and they paid me millions of dollars. Thank you very much. The celebration, nigga. Let me turn this shit back up, man. That's like, yo. Like I said, yo, like. Dave, he wanted a few motherfuckers in the industry that did it. Like, he came, like, yo, he played, he's playing the game on his terms, yo. Mm-hmm. And I tell motherfuckers, when you in business in the. I don't care where it is. When it comes to, like, professional anywhere, if you're like, your regular job, that's a professional environment, or you're in, like, some type of entertainment or media space, it comes down to, yo, what are you willing to... T- what, boy, what, what shit are you willing to take and what shit are you not willing to put up with? Exactly. You need to learn how to play this shit on your terms. If you're not playing it on your terms, what you playing for? You know what? I got something for that, bro. Greatest fucking seeds of TV, yeah. 
this for all our motherfucking followers and listeners. This us talking to these other podcasts, you feel me? mad it's 2021 and british actors can uh british actors can impersonate americans with ease but there's no american that can really impersonate a good british accent one of the man's them like you see how the man's them can they can come over here and do us with no problem yeah like but how many we of us can, man's how many of us can go over there like what about drake i think it's not american <laughs> That nigga's Canadian. Yo, you was quick with that shit. Because <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was like, yo, Drake's Canadian. Like, them niggas got French. There's a lot of French niggas up there. So, there's a lot of island niggas up there. So, damn it. Even in The Gentleman, Matthew McConaughey played the English nigga. So, he wasn't like British, you feel me? You really got me looking at my shit trying to figure this shit out, fam. Like, think about it. Idris Elba. You couldn't tell me this nigga wasn't from Baltimore. That shit, nah, fam. Nah, I'm not a fan of the Idris Alba Baltimore accent. Nah, it wasn't like a great one, but... It worked. It was effective in the beginning. I didn't know this nigga was he, British he, until years later. Though. Right, but it was effective in seasons one and two, or season one primarily, because he wasn't saying a lot. But as soon as he started having like heavy dialogue, I'm like, nah, fam. This ain't it, yo. <clears throat> Shout out to The Wire, though. Yeah. Might be time for one of my go-ahead and watch throughs. How often do you watch The Wire? Um, Every, like, year. year and a half, every, between every year and two years. I watch The Sopranos every year. I'll go through The Wire from season one all the way through. I have to watch The Sopranos every year. I always learn something new every time I watch it, like, mentally. You but you know, like... The Wire, a lot of people downplay with is it season two. That's when they're the, when they're on the port on the, the docks. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's one of my favorite seasons. Absolutely. Like What's your favorite season though? I might gotta go three. Cause that's when Brother Muzon comes into play. And Alright, rank them. Rank them. So you just went three, number three, one. I had to go. Two after that. Okay. I'll say one. Nah. Yo, yo. One. I, I don't know. Cause I might put four and five. I like, like, four and five weren't as good mm-hmm. because they ended it, and I felt like they could have went way deeper. Mm-hmm. So I'll go three, two, one, four, and five. 
three, two, one, four, and five. Yeah. I'm gonna go two, two, one, three, five, four. Alright. And I hate four because of that fucking shit with the kids, man. Yeah, only like, because I, I say, and three is also where you start to get, uh, like, the very, like, end of three is where you start to get Marlo. I can deal with that. And the the only reason I put five above four is because of the Marlo storyline. Because. Like, the Marlo and yeah, the Omar shit. Right, because I can see with the kids, like, only kid you really had to have, you only had to have two of them. Mike and Naaman. Exactly. We didn't need the rest. Yeah, need, that shit was you unnecessary. Need Dookie and all of them. Like, Mike and Naaman were all you needed because Naaman is Wee Bay's son, of course. Mm-hmm. And Mike is just fucking animal. Mm-hmm. Goddamn shame they put my man on 90210. And they could have put the uh, pl- the siege for the little nigga that killed uh, Omar, too. And I like how they tied it in. Only thing, the only thing, I know why they did the school with the kids. The tie um, what's his name? Press Belusky. He was the teacher. Yeah. You got, because you kind of had to, because you know they was like bringing everybody, showing what they, what they, where they were all at. Yeah. Like all the original offices, what they were doing and shit like that. All right, let's get into some hip hop shit, dog. Man, man, fuck that hip hop shit. Hold on, how was your week, bro? You all right? You yeah, looking good? good week. Yeah, how was yours? I ain't getting enough sleep right now. Huh? I've been feeling that way too, but <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yo, it don't matter what time I go to sleep now. When I wake up, I feel like I ain't having enough sleep. I can yeah. go to sleep at nine, get up my regular time, and be like, yo. Wait till you get 35. I need another hour or two. And you wake up and your knee just hurt for no reason? No, that shit happens now. <laughs> I wake up. When I wake up, I sit on the bed for a minute. Yeah. I just sit there. Before before I try to stand up, I give myself like a good two, three minutes. You know, let the body warm back. You know how you got to let your car warm up? <laughs> you got to let the let, blood let the, flow. Let the blood flow and shit because you've been laying down all night. You don't want to get up too fast and you be lightheaded and shit. Oh, boy. I'm famous for that shit, yo. All right, yo. Um, to the bathroom. like, how much did the eighth cost? <laughs> yo, all right. Let's get into this bullshit hip-hop game. But I love it. Um, shout out to City Girls. They about to co-executive produce a HBO Max series with Issa Rae titled Rap Shit. All right? Um, so shout out to them. I'm not reading the press release. But shout out to City Girls because... We are fans. Well, I'm a fan of City Girl. Are you a City Girl fan? Yeah, so I haven't really heard too much of the music, right, but I don't have nothing against them. So. Combined, we're half a fan of City Girls here on the Fact Check them. Podcast. Um, all right, this is an interesting story. It appears Safari may have been involved in an ongoing scam of sorts that has established acts soliciting money from upcoming artists for playlists and mixtape placement. An alleged victim of the loving hip-hop stars called into the Breakfast Club on Thursday and told host Charlemagne Jangini, the God, Angela Yee, and DJ Envy that he got played through DMing with Safari on his verified Instagram account. Quote, he hit me up first, actually, on Instagram. (laughs) He was like, yo, your track is hot. He told me that he could do a little more promo for me, throw my track on a Spotify playlist for me, and all that for 1000 So I paid him, and weeks and months go by, and I'm hitting him up. He said, oh, I forgot you on this tape, so I got you on the next project. 
I was supposed to drop in November. So after November, he completely stopped responding. He basically got me out of $1,000. Damn, Scaff Beasy. DJ Envy then went on to detail a fraudulent promo company that's been working with established artists in recent months, explaining that the caller likely dealt with them. Detailed in a medium piece by Amanda Meester. Shout out Shorty. Uh, that's Hey Bonita on uh, Twitter. I'm going to clip this and tag you on it, Shorty. I fuck with Shorty. A little white chick with glasses. Yeah. She cool as shit. Um, in October, a company named The Block 365, which we've been telling y'all about for fucking months, has been striking deals with reputable artists to host playlists and solicit upcoming artists through their verified accounts. And what they do is they give them access to the... They're not, it's not the rapper DMV. They basically give these people access to their account for however many days or whatever to reach out to the artists and shit like that. And they're not, they don't have access to post and all of that, but they have access to be able to send people messages and communicate with people on IG as that artist. Mm -hmm. And that's how they're doing that shit. This shit has been something that's been, that's the thing about it. This is not some new shit. It's just niggas have found out how to work that finesse in the digital age. This is some shit that always used to happen when niggas was making physical CDs. Yo, pay me $50 and you get a song on the tape. Mm -hmm. The tape is going to be hosted by Jaquan. <laughs> like, it was always some rapper that, you know, was popping a little bit, but wasn't like... Hell no, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, say shit might Jay be hosted Kwan. by Chingy. You feel what I'm like? I ain't trying to, like... I twenty might be hosting Yo, the joint. Put some respect on that nigga <laughs> name, man. <laughs> what the fuck you mean? Like, nah, yo, I'm not nah, trying to get on the mixtape hosted by nah, Little Fate from dirty. DTP. <laughs> we thought this nigga was getting chingy cold the fuck out of here, and he didn't. He Bitch, didn't. No. And where they at, dirty? Where they at, dirty? Where they at, dirty? Where they at, dirty? Alright, that's enough of that. <laughs> Shout out to the next song he had after that was the one on the Triple X soundtrack. You ever hear Jaquan get X'd? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got it. I got it. Get extra. Right. Oh, with PD. Oh, come on, yo. What are we doing here, y'all? Okay. Same drums. Okay. Off of, uh, Tipsy. I don't even know how to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> Ebony Eyes is like his sister Like Yeah but that's what they would do Like yo back in the day you get an artist Like now they're getting bigger name artists Like people that are a little more popping But like back in the day you would get like a second tier Third tier artist Host a mixtape yeah, like, like a drag on or... Yeah Corey Guns or somebody of that nature Like Nah, because what it is, is they don't get respectfully. Not <laughs> as the kids say, but what they doing is they go and get a nigga like that 
a nigga like that raps raps yeah, like yeah. me or you like oh shit Corey Guns gonna host the tape I fuck with Corey Guns that's a rapping motherfucker so let me go pay my fifty dollars to get on the tape that's what they're doing to my nigga. nigga a nigga I work with lie to you not <laughs> a couple weeks ago nah, a couple months ago he like yo Gilly in my joint. I'm like, fam, don't do it. Yo, <laughs> speaking of Gelly, so, yo, totally off topic, but you know how they were saying, like, Mr. Me Too was about Wayne. Okay. I was watching a video yesterday. I was like, God damn, that boy Pusha T is good. Okay. Because for that not to been about Wayne, like, he, like when they were saying that shit, mm-hmm. Gilly's all in that video. And that was around that time Gilly and Wayne was beefing. Hell no. Gilly, Gilly is all in it because you got to understand, Gilly ran a, Gilly and Ab Lava are yeah, major yeah, figures. So, Gilly's all Gilly in the video. video. Yeah. I was like, God damn. That boy Pusha T is good. That boy good. That boy good. <laughs> that boy is good, yo. I was like, yo. Hell no, yo. I do not remember Gilly and I. Gilly is definitely... Would he have still been signed to Cash Money no, at this time? No. Gilly... Because I don't even know it because Gilly, Gilly has the Philadelphia Phillies logo on his chain. A big-ass P. And he's in there like a lime green shirt. This shit was hard. We getting flagged all episodes. For this to be the, the first single off the second album. Come on, fam. Like after grinding I being had the to, one, I had to buy it. After grinding being the first single for your first album, you come back, and this beat is so unorthodox and weird. Like, so many. I wrote so many bars this fucking I was beat, like huh? listening. Yesterday, I really was like, damn, this shit was, these niggas were different. Like Pusha kills this shit. Right, right, right. You feel what I'm saying? I'm like, nigga. it's it's too. That's funny. It was too. Like these niggas was at, to think, bro, to be at a nigga neck. This was like 06, 07. To really be at a nigga neck for like, and they, yo, they was too blatant. Yo, shout out to the clips, man. Like, didn't I have Pharrell in there on his petty shit, too? Because that's where the whole shit sparked. Lil Wayne was like, he was like, you wear a lot of bape and all of that. You know, Pharrell and them were, fuck Pharrell. Ain't nobody, don't nobody seen that Pharrell in no clips. <laughs> what? They was like, oh, okay. That's why Pharrell said, you can pay three and buy yourself some bapes. This bulletproof on the t-shirts because they hate us. Do like Snoop said, step your game up. Double deck a boat nigga Mediterranean up. V-class Asher cuts tuck your chain up. Them Liberace fingers niggas hit Lorena. What? Nah, yo, that motherfucking... <laughs> that motherfucking... I was just assuming y'all keep the coke moving. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Say oh, yo. Mm. What a time, yo. That was a different time in rap music, <laughs> boy. Real I'm glad I, I was alive. Yeah, I'm glad I got to see, like, when niggas say, what a time to be alive, like, nah, that was like, yo, 
the two thousands rap music. She fucking with uh Yeah. This week on Dre Watts twenty twenty one again. Dr. Dre and Nicole Young's contentious divorce has been well documented since she filed in June 2020, but it appears the lauded producer is starting a new chapter. On Wednesday night, the chronic mastermind was spotted dining at BOA Steakhouse in Los Angeles with a bra-barring mystery woman, instantly sparking dating rumors. But as the photos made the rounds, some clever internet sleuths compared the woman's hand tattoo to the hand tattoo on April Jones' hand <laughs> and realized they were fucking identical. According to the Shade Room, the woman in the photo is indeed Jones, the mother of Omarion's child. In the video clip, Dre is hounded by paparazzi as he helped Jones out of a black SUV. As photographers attempt to grill him for any information on potential new music, Dre simply says, Thank you. And ushers Jones into the restaurant. Dun dun. You said, Any new music coming? Thank you. <laughs> Come on, man. This nigga Dre is a go, fucking yo. legend, bro. Go, yo. How did we stumble upon this segment, yo? It's been consistent heat. Since June of Since 2020. June of we got seven, eight months of this shit so far. And it's... it's it ain't stopping. All, it I, ain't... all I gotta do every week is just type in Dr. Dre. And I got a new development. You're saying at the top of the year, we got a fresh Dre watch right at the top of 2020, 2021. Like, mm -hmm. New Year's Day. Like, I remember you was like, yo, damn, it's mad early. I was like, yo, happy new year, my nigga. But we got Dre Watch shit already. I just woke up. I'm, I woke up to smoke a blunt. I was asleep before it hit 12. And dragging, I woke up, was like, what the scrub? I was wiping my eyes like, Dr. Dre, what the fuck is he doing already? The, <laughs> the watcher. Like, See? yo. Do the knowledge, kid. Yo, somebody was at my job playing that shit the other day. Like, and they got like. The, the first the one. Resin. So I was like, you know me, I'm like, I heard it. And I'm like, looking out, because I hear this shit off in the distance. <laughs> My coworkers like, what? I'm like, nah, somebody playing that Dr. Dre to watch it. Yeah. And they like, what? I'm like, uh, you too young to know about that. Don't worry about it. But I'm like, I'm like really trying to find out who, because I was like, motherfuckers don't know about that one. Like, they do, but, yeah. Hmm. I like the second one, too, though. Oh, man. Nah, that second one was nasty. That's the one with truth on it, right? I know. The one with, yeah, that's him. That's the one with. That's the one with Jay Z starts it off on the Blueprint too. Yeah, that's it. Rock him, rock him, tears that shit up too. Ooh. Yeah. All right. New music, man. <laughs> new music, man. New fucking music, nigga. We, we starting to get music again. Yeah. Rowdy two for two out here, son. Yeah, he is. Who produced this? Pro Logic. Pro 
Yeah, I'm sure Nav had his hand in that. <sighs> Shit. Rowdy ain't playing yet. This nigga. You know, I'm not gonna, he didn't mix it. You know who mastered this shit? Mm. Mike Dean. For real? Oh, Rowdy shit. about to, to and Bobby, back, Bobby will be home in what, like, Bobby will be home what, in like two weeks? It sounds like, it sounds like Mike, you can hear the Mike Dean in the background now that you, them chords. Yeah. A lot of like, there's a lot of niggas running, running off with Nav little flow, yo, and him. Don't get no props for that. And I don't know what it is, yo, about them XO boys, yo, but those niggas are like. Them niggas are kind of gatekeepers in the game right now. That nigga Cash, mm -hmm. uh, the weekend and ass, I think that's like the weekend's managers. I don't know if he's his manager or what, but them niggas are like gatekeepers in the game now. <laughs> them niggas had fucking uh, Jeff Hamilton uh, leather jackets. You know, like the old NBA joints that Cam and them used to wear? Them niggas had their own Super Bowl joints. Like they posted, I was like, yo... Some uh, Digger D and AJ Tracy. He the next nigga up, though. Yo, that's one thing motherfuckers gotta stop doing for videos. What? The whole microphone setup and just some random place where the microphone will never, like, you don't even have the shit with a wire running to it. Oh, yeah. I, nah, that is the one thing because it's not just over there. Motherfuckers do that shit all the time. I'm like, yo, stop doing that. Yeah. Like, where are you? Where's the microphone? Why do you have the microphone Maybe in the parking lot? Maybe, yeah. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't know why that's a pet peeve of mine. These shits right here. Niggas got their own XO fucking Jeff Hamilton Yo, Super Bowl jackets. And Jeff Hamilton jackets be like fucking six bands a piece. Mm -hmm. Like he makes the NBA championship joints and all of that. So I'm like, yo, that y'all got them bitches made. And they did like their their Super Bowl merch collection. Mm -hmm. He did the jackets for. Alright, uh Baby who the fuck is Babyface Ray, yo? Um, I don't know where he's out of. He was looks like of, Detroit. I put him on the list, um, the playlist with the money bag, yo, joint. Okay. He he dropped the project today, correct? Yep. I'm fuck with him. Uh, Matt Ox, un un un. Matt Ox. Unorthodox. Um, slow th slow tie. Who are these people? Oh, uh, uh, he looks like he might be from the UK. No, he's not. Uh, he's got a Rocky feature on there, no. Uh, Lucky Day, Table for Two. I'm not real familiar with that. You know, shout out to, uh, speaking of Detroit, shout out to Peasy, just came home, man. Uh, shout out to Peasy. I don't know who you are, but came, uh, he's one of, like, he's, like, real big in Detroit. Uh, guy, like, and, you know, they, a lot of them guys out there independent and eating off music, so. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, um, just came home. Guys, he came right, picked them up from the joint, so. Yo, um, all right, so t 
today also um, the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack dropped. Um, people were talking about this Jay-Z and Nipsey Hussle song. I don't really care for it that much. You know it's... No, it is in the front page. I forgot. Jay-Z and them did put it in here. But... Yo, looking at the track list before it came out, mm-hmm. I was expecting some fire. Did you listen to any of it? Yeah. I wasn't. It's okay. Was it ethnic? Not even. <laughs> but the joints, like, I was expecting to be crazy. Yeah. G Herbo and Bump J. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of niggas might not fuck with, like, Bump J is a nigga that really, he, he got locked up, like, right when he started to pop. Mm-hmm. And didn't come home. Like he was about to pop, like probably like oh four, oh five. Got locked up and really didn't come home till a couple years ago mm-hmm. for like a bank robbery or something. Mm-hmm. But he was like the next nigga up out of Chicago after Ye. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like and then, like what song? He had a song called Move Around, and Move Around ended up being on like McDonald's commercials and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like niggas was like, oh shit, Ye co-signing them. You feel what I'm saying? Um. So it was supposed to have been, so he's considered like an OG out there. Gotcha. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he was like, and the nigga's nice. But, so I was expecting. Like, he's like one of the niggas back in Chicago back in the day that was. But he's like a street nigga, but could actually rap. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm expecting when I saw him and G Herbo, I'm like, this shit's about to be a bang. Like, yo. It wasn't even that, huh? It was, but it wasn't <laughs> the banger I wanted. Yeah. So it's almost like, yo. And I heard a lot of niggas saying this last year, what was going to end up happening, I think it's starting to happen. Mm. Niggas are tired of hearing Hit Boy. As much as I like Hit Boy, they, it's like, all right, like, like his hit boy, shit, maybe Hit Boy has so many different bags. I'm just tired of hearing this bag from Hit yeah, Boy just right that now. Standard Hit Boy, <laughs> like the the samples, yeah. like the like. It sounds like some YouTube shit. Like who's Smino? Smino. I I don't know who's. All right, well fuck that shit, nigga. Anyway, Judas and the Black Messiah is a movie about motherfucking Fred Hampton. If you don't know who the fuck Fred Hampton is, we about to tell you because we're inducting Fred Hampton into the motherfucking Hall of Fame. I think this is the first Hall of Fame this year. This, as we said, we gotta start putting more important people in this motherfucker. That's one of the things we. And all I'm gonna do is just read the first paragraph from the Wikipedia. I would implore you niggas to do more than that though watch this fucking movie on hbo max run it up i have my own theory about that because i definitely think they should have waited until theaters was back open to release this shit and i guarantee you them numbers would have been on some black panther shit maybe not maybe not that that but like maybe half to 65 percent of black panther i believe this I shit think it's gonna done. Do, i think it's gonna do some numbers this weekend oh they we about to run this shit the fuck up nigga i'm about to watch this shit five times a day matter of fact i'm gonna do like you said last week i'm gonna just put that shit on and put it on repeat and just go do some other shit nigga you feel me all right 
Are you familiar with Fred Hampton? A little bit. All right. Fred, Frederick Allen Hampton, born August 30th, 1948, assassinated December 4th, 1969. I want you to really think about that, too. 21. Hold on. Hold on. Don't you please don't. I just want to make sure. I just wanted to do, make sure my 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 what I was thinking was was right. Uh huh. Right. All right. Now. Okay. I thought you was about to like play like some Fred Hampton no. talking, and I would have. No, son, it might have really got weird serious because Hove has mentioned it before. Mm. He was born the day Fred Hampton was killed. Mm. That's why when you said like December fourth, sixty nine, I was like, I think that was the day Hove was born. Interesting. Either way, was a black activist and revolutionary socialist. He came to prominence in Chicago as a chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party and deputy chairman of the National Black Panther Party. In his capacity, he founded the Rainbow Coalition, a prominent multicultural political organization that initially included the Black Panthers, Young Patriots, and the Young Lords, and an alliance among major Chicago street gangs to help them end infighting and work for social change. In 1967, Hampton was identified by the Federal Bureau of Investigation as a radical threat. The FBI tried to subvert his activities in Chicago, uh, sowing disinformation among black progressive groups and placing a counterintelligence operative in the local Panthers. In December 1969, Hampton was shot and killed in his bed during a pre-dawn raid at a Chicago apartment by a tactical unit of the Cook County State's Attorney's Office in conjunction with the Chicago Police Department and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. During the raid, Panther Mark Clark was also killed and several others were seriously wounded. In January 1970, a coroner's jury held an inquest and ruled the deaths of Hampton and Clark to be justifiable homicide. A civil lawsuit was later filed on behalf of the survivors and the relativism of Hampton and Clark. It was resolved in 1982 by a settlement of $1.85 million. The city of Chicago, Cook County, and the federal government each paid one-third to a group of nine plaintiffs. That is fucking nuts. So basically what happened was Fred Hampton was asleep in his fucking house, and the FBI came in and killed him while he was asleep, after he had been drugged. But you can learn more about this when you watch Judas and the Black Messiah, or pick up a fucking book and read about him. Or get a fucking Audible account and listen to some fucking audio books instead of this trash-ass fucking that powerful that He was only active for real for three years. This nigga was a fucking legend, my nigga. Three, like, this is years active, 66 to 69. Thing. The way that nigga spoke, that's why I said, like, when I thought you were about to play some shit, like, nah, that shit will, like, get you ready to fuck some shit up, you know? He definitely knew I'd kick that shit. <clears throat> so, shout out to Fred. Rest in peace, Fred. And, uh, hopefully we can run these motherfucking numbers up this week, man. Yeah. I was explaining to somebody at work, like, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of like gangs and shit 
like stem from like that Black Panther type of shit. Like yeah, protect the hood. Pr- right. So a lot of niggas just don't even shit just be different. All right, Joe. You got your five this week? Nah. It don't matter. Yo, my bad. I ain't post the playlist last week. My bad. So y'all going to get two this week. 44 and 45. Yeah, so when you sent this to me, I was like... I woke up to this shit, man. I saw this. was like, damn... Go cop that Edna Deluxe. And eight more tracks. Fact Check Podcast, episode 45. We out this bitch. We out this bitch. Yo, I want to say this before we go. Nah, this is just a free episode, baby. The craziest (laughs) shit I saw, bro. Bruce Springsteen got a DWI this week, right? The boss? (laughs) Right. The boss? Right. And I was like, yo. You know, we in a fucked up time <laughs> when in 2021, Bruce Springsteen gets pulled over, admits to having two shots within 20 minutes, and y'all still give him the DWI. Not the boss, yo. I was like, that is the craziest shit. My wife was like, Where did this happen? Was it Jersey? It better not have been in yeah. Jersey. <laughs> that shit was in Jersey. Like, and it was by a park ranger, bro. Like, nah, fam. Y'all ain't even get caught by real police. Oh. So now they saying he blew point oh two. Yeah. Oh, man. And then oh, he was in Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Motherfucker. How yeah. you gonna lock, lock the boss up in Jersey, man? That's terrible, bro. The arrest took place on federal land. The case will be heard in federal court. Uh, yo. Yo, that's nuts, man. That cop just trying to get famous, yo. We, we stand behind the bars here at the Fact Check Podcast, yo. I was like, yo. As long as he ain't got no racial indiscretions, yo. I was like, the fact that he's a white man, the boss at all, Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> like, one of, one of the most white, like, one of the... The top white guys on the list. Yeah. It's like he, Tom, him, Tom Brady, and a couple others. Like in certain places, they just gonna get passes. Like Bruce Springsteen should definitely be getting a pass for ha- having two shots in New Jersey. In New Jersey, that's all I'm saying, man. Damn, the fuck is going on? But what the fuck was he doing on, uh, like you know, government uh, property? Or was he in a park? National Park, you drive past one. You know, the park rangers can pull you over in certain places. Yeah, but... Or you get pulled over by a park ranger on 295. Excuse me. Uh, 
You get what I'm saying? No, Where did this shit happen? That sounds a little sus, yo. Where did this shit get happening? They ain't got the dash footage. <laughs> yo, did you watch that Tiger Woods documentary? Nah, not yet. That shit was great. Check that shit out. Fucking great. How do you feel about Your Honor? We got one episode left. Yo. I ain't even, yo. You stop watching you. that shit. Hey, man. That shit did get trash. But I, I once I got to like five or six, I got to finish this shit. At the, I do too. So I'll probably sit in there and check some of it out today. What's the I last did. one you watched? The one right after he made the deal with the mob dude to get his son off with the murder. Oh, when they... You talking about in the boathouse? Yeah, I got the one after that. Because I remember he killed the dude that oh, was... Uh, oh, shit. He oh, killed nah, the dude nigga. that was... Um, Oh, trying nah, trying to stick him for the money. Yeah. He killed, he got he got the, the mom right, dude to kill. Man, he knows yeah. everything. Guy, I was like, yeah, two birds with one stone. Good job. Right. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. a smart move. Quickly. So, but I saw when he got his homegirl hemmed up on the DUI. That was slick. I was like, oh, you's an ill nigga yeah. for that one. <laughs> that was slick. Um, so you ain't seen none of the trial? Yeah, I've seen some of it. Not a whole lot of Son. it. I don't even want... You want me to tell you? Nah, I don't watch it today. This shit just been like... You could tell they about to have a second season. Are they trying? I believe so. So it's like... But the the next two episodes... Because my, my thing... My whole thing about this shit is... Should they really be... Trying, um, what's his name for killing Kofi? Because Kofi was trying to go in there and get with him. That, that was his whole reason for going in there. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you'll, you'll, you'll see. Because they kind of talked, his homeboy, his mans and them that was in the jail with him kind of talked him up. Was like, nah, but you go, you go get some of that juice. You good on the inside and the outside. So he thought he was about to go in there and shake some shit up. Got his shit cracked. You'll see. Shout um, out my man Chetty Hanks on there. Fam. <laughs> you ain't, fam, you ain't seen shit, yo. Chetty about to get wicked, yo. Oh, when the last time you seen, yo? Did you see him skate with the enemies? Yeah. Yo? Son. <laughs> that was the last time when they came to the hotel and he was like, Oh shit! Let me get out of here. Yo, this nigga <laughs> has a book bag full of fent. Yo, mm-hmm. when he went to the house, he was like, oh, "You ain't see me." <laughs> <laughs> a book bag full of fent. Yo, be on the lookout for chat. Full of fent. Watching the new shit. Yo. Oh man. All right. Um, forty-five free. We out. Um. <laughs>